Welcome everybody to another edition of the Soccer Report Podcast. I'm your host, Dante DiTomasis. Before we start, we want to thank our sponsors, Cataldi Fresh Market. They're the best, number one. Go check out their hot table. Their bakery is absolutely fantastic. And of course, fresh fruits and vegetables as well. And here I'm alongside my co-host, Nico. Now you know, I'm feeling a little full. I had some good Cataldi desserts on the way in. My <laughs> God, they were so good. Oh, but you know what? We're called the Soccer Report. TFC is in spring training mode. You know they're our team that we like to follow. You know, they're down in Florida. Our good friend Adolfo Ovalle, who's on the show a few yeah. episodes ago, he's down there with them. They're looking like they're having a great time, but the fans, however, aren't feeling too happy right now, no. you know. The no. news dropped on the first day of camp that Michael Bradley is going to be out for three to four months. Unbelievable. With an injury that requires surgery that he acquired in the MLS Cup final. What is that? I have no idea. I have no words, Nico. What the hell is going on with this team? We had Josie Altador get injuries. Now Michael Bradley. And now Josie Altador came out, made it public that he doesn't like this. I don't like this. City of Toronto doesn't even like this. Anybody doesn't like this if you're a TFC fan. This is unacceptable. Imagine doing your job as as a, a medical personnel. You're supposed to take care of someone, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't everybody be absolutely fired? I don't I don't I, know I'm, I don't know what don't know. what happened. You know, I don't know if it's Bradley's fault. I don't know if it's the medical staff's fault because when this injury happened in November, here's what went through my mind. I tried to play it out in real time as what could be going on behind closed doors. Yeah. And here's what I'm thinking. Bradley's out of a contract now because they lost the game so his option didn't kick in. He got hurt. He withdrew from USA camp against the game against Canada and everything this, to rest. He said a few weeks and it should be fine. I'm guessing it was an injury they thought rehabilitation and rest could heal without surgery. And he's without a contract. You get surgery right away with no contract, it's going to be hard to ne negotiate at the table, right? So he thought, you know what, let's hope to rest and rehab it. Kept going, he finally signed his contract. At that point, you relook at that injury and see if he needs surgery. Not four weeks later. I like, don't get it. If he got the surgery right after November, he's back beginning of March. He might That's miss right. one, two games, but he'd be back at the start. Now he's going to be off, it's looking like, until June. It's almost half the season. That's yeah. ridiculous. I it mean, Altador came out it and is. criticized the medical staff because we all know Altador has those issues with them. He called out Bill Manning last yeah. year um, after the game where he limped off. It was... There's obviously issues going on behind closed doors. I don't know if the blame rests 100% on the medical staff or if Bradley's kind of like, you know, trying to suck it up and try to do all that and then finally realize, you know what, no, I need surgery. I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's one thing too, though, Nico. We got a player that could possibly shine out of this. Liam Frazier. Liam Frazier. Time Liam Frazier, it is your time to shine. And my goodness, you know, in life, guys, we have many opportunities, but... For a select few people, there's really good opportunities. And Liam Fraser can establish himself as a phenomenal center defensive mid in, in the MLS. And if he proves himself in the first few months, look out. We got a problem here when Bradley comes back. I mean, last year when the Gold Cup was happening everything and Bradley was gone and Fraser stepped in, yep. he played great. His stats uh, per 90 were better than Bradley's. He doesn't have the same leadership qualities that Bradley has, don't get me wrong. He's the general, Bradley, yes. Bradley brings something to a team that you can't put into stats. His that's leadership right. on the pitch gets everyone involved, gets everyone happy. He's a, that's, that's exactly what he brings. But as far as playing goes, I'd almost rather Liam Frazier on that pitch, and I've said it before. 
And you know what? If Liam Frazier comes on and plays great, it's going to be really hard to look at the team and say, you decided to re-sign Bradley to all your TAM money and you let Ben Aze go when we have Frazier That's who's right. willing to do equally as much, if not more, than Bradley. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big controversy. But you know what? If Frazier plays great and Bradley comes back and they still want to give Bradley the ball, well, you know what? It might be time to sell Liam Frazier. I mean... Wow. It, it would be peak, it would be peak time. He's getting his audition now. If he plays well and they're still set on keeping Bradley there in that position and just going to sit him on the bench anyways, why not move him, either make some money or acquire some TAM money from another team in a trade? Anything, really. Nico, I don't, to be honest, I'd have to disagree with you on that one. I, I think Liam Frazier, he's our future. And Michael Bradley, I don't know how many years he has left into him, but he's a Canadian international Liam Frazier. He'll bring an audience, and I, I know in future he'll bring an audience. And it's just to, to develop the Canadian growth and the brand is so important in Toronto. And I guess speaking of that, oh, I guess we could. So, so, may, so maybe, I just, maybe I just worded this. Maybe I worded this wrong. I'm not saying we should trade Liam Frazier because he's a bad player. I'm right. saying if you have Michael Bradley, who's committed to at least two more years here, maybe more, at CDM, you only need one on the team. You rather wait, waste Frazier's potential on the bench? No, but I'm just saying as a... I don't even like, think he wants to be on the bench. He said in an interview he loves Toronto, but right. if he has to find playing time somewhere else, he'll well, find if, playing time somewhere can, else. If we can let the Canadian talent flourish, so I don't have to hear the same nar narrative, oh, you know, Canadian soccer, oh, they're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. If these Canadian players can flourish, we have a future. Uh, I don't know if we have a future or not with Canadian talent. And then again, I don't think the U.S. has a good soccer talent pool either. I think North America is all Mexico, and then Canada's getting better, yes, but there's nowhere ready to compete on the main World Cup stage. Right. USA's it, barely ready starting. to compete on the World it's Cup starting. stage. It's starting. It's, it's a long starting. road ahead. Is Herdman the right guy? That's a topic for a different that, time. That's true. But, you know, so TFC's done some interesting moves, though, the past yeah. week. After the Altador... Uh, medical staff conundrum <laughs> <laughs> his little moment went off to the public I yeah. mean they said that they Hercules Gomez who's a great player now he's a behind the scenes analyst, guy yeah. he's an analyst he said TFC might be looking to move Altador now because of all that. these outbursts yeah that's gotta be that's gotta be fake right yeah, it better be it better be I mean how I god that just makes me sick Here, makes here's, me sick here's how I know it's fake one, all he did was criticize the medical staff. Last year, he criticized the president of Toronto FC, Bill Manning, and he's still on the team. <laughs> I think if this is rumors that was leaked from TFC's camp, they just wanted to show Altador, listen, you want to go to the public? We can go to the public too. Because I know they're tired of Altador always bringing this up yeah. in the media. They probably just wanted to show, up, listen, look who's still in charge. He's our highest paid like, he's not. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> the only place Altador's going is either on the pitch to send the ball in the back of the net or on the shelf with another injury. I love the guy. He is injury prone. Yeah. I mean, I hope he stays healthy all year. If he does, you watch out. He's getting at least 20 goals. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. But, you know, if he does get hurt, we got a bunch of new academy signings to look forward to. Exactly. I mean, what Let's did we sign? Three, three academy players? Three academy and the youngest signing in MLS history? No, no. TFC, TFC history. history. TFC Unbelievable. Jaquele Mark. At 15 years old. He can't even drive, Nico. I know. We wanted to get him on the show, but he, he said his mom couldn't drop him off. <laughs> I'm just is, playing. I'm just playing. That but, is know. absolutely incredible. I mean, I'm so happy for them. I'm so happy for him. And it's just, 
What, a, what an opportunity. What I mean, an opportunity. I mean get, getting, getting lost in all the noise, though, with the youngest signing is the fact that we did sign Jaden Nelson as well, who's 16. He looks very good. I believe he's 16 years old. I believe he's been um, uh, like touted as the best 2004 player in wow. Canada. Wow. Um, he won Best uh, Can Canadian Young Player of the Year last year. Yep. He's a forward. He scored his first goal with Canada's national That's team right, um, uh, in, the, in, their, in their game is the last, um, yep. uh, the last um, uh, international window. And, you know, so I think he's one of those guys that, you know what, he might be able to break through this year even oh, yeah. though he's only 16. ton of potential. I can't see the 15-year-old breaking through yet. I mean, he's still very young. He's still very raw. He's going to spend a lot of time with Toronto FC too. Right. But Jaden Nelson has a real chance of getting up this year, uh, as is Rocky Romeo. Yep. I Rocco mean, Romeo, Rocco yep. Romeo is going to be a name that he, at center back because we're thin at center back. We have Mavinga and Omar Gonzalez. What happens if one of them gets hurt? Mavinga yeah. has gotten hurt before. I mean, he yeah. Gonzalez is getting older. Yeah. Both fantastic players, but if one of them goes down, who fills in? Zavaleta? No, please God, God, no, no, no. Please. No. I mean, we still have Julian Dunn there as well. He's another young yeah. kid that he yeah. could come up as well. But I don't know if any of these guys are ready yet. That's we true. drafted a few center backs as well. We got the young talent there, but who's going to make the next step into the first team this year as our third center back? I don't know. That's a very good. Question. I mean, we still have Simon on the team as well. I just I briefly forgot about Simon because his whole season last year up until the playoffs was forgettable. That's but, true. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's another guy that's getting older as well. We need one of these young kids to step up at center back. I mean, Rocco. I mean, he. I think he's got a great attitude. I think he has the right mindset and just looking at his highlights he looks very hungry tenacious on the field and I, I could see a lot of potential in Rocco Romeo yeah you know one one player from TFC2 that I really think has a chance as well as Frazier now with the Bradley injury to come up and show what they can do is Noble Akello oh, we've yeah. talked about him on the show before yeah, he's that box-to-box -box midfielder that can change the game on both sides of the pitch I think you know what Liam Frazier gets the first chance no matter what he gets out there, he gets most of the time, but I, Vanny, come on, you gotta bring up Akello and get him some game time too. It's only gonna be a matter of time till he goes somewhere else to get some playing time. Let's give him it to it now with Bradley out and see what he can do because he can really revolutionize the game in Toronto if he lives up to his potential. I mean, it's sad too because speaking of playing time, I mean, we lost Ashton Morgan to that. Yeah, I know. Sort of dilemma, right? And you know, let's, let's let's take a moment and just thank you, Ashton Morgan, yeah. for your service you, to Ashton. Toronto yeah. FC. It's I mean, yeah, unbelievable. You he's were, been through everything. He's been through everything with the team. He was one of the longest running TFC players ten, of ten all years, time. Like, I mean, I mean, honestly, when you think of Toronto FC and you think of the culture and everything like that Ashton Morgan is a huge part of that yeah um so Ashton thank you best of luck at Salt Lake we're um, gonna except, miss you, except man. for when you're facing Toronto I hope you play <laughs> terrible um but other than that best of luck to Ashton yeah. Morgan real class act Absolutely. I mean I've had I've had the opportunity to meet him a few times and he's one of the nicest human beings I've ever talked to he's so down to earth he's wow. so humble Amazing player, amazing character. All the best to you at um, uh, Salt Lake City. Yeah, he's he's one of a kind, guys. He's Canadian international. Been through all the MLS runs, the championship, the CONCACAF Champions League run. He's, and he's been with us through the real bad and, times, and too. And I was just about to say, through the real, like, we're talking real bad times. Yeah. So where it's like The worst team in the world bad times. Yeah. Like, um, Penny Cooverman yeah. there. I'm, oh, my goodness. Um, so, you know, and we still have that third DP spot open we've been talking about. Yes. yes so, I read spot. something over on Twitter the other day. You know, the Twitterverse, I don't know if it's fake news or not. But, <laughs> as we all know, MLS is doing a new CBA right now. The rumor is a few owners want to make the third designated player slot a U23. And that could be why TFC is holding off on signing one, because if that rule comes into place, they'll have to adjust who they sign to make them a U23. Now the, now, the owners that are rumored to be behind this 
uh, is one Mr. Robert Kraft, who you will know as a New England Patriots owner. He owns the Revolution, Revolution as well. The Revolution yes. never spend big money. He doesn't seem to care about it at all. No. But I guess he wants to still stay competitive, so he's trying to bring this new rule in. So, Robert Kraft, I got one message for you. Go back to getting your rubby and your tuggies from down south in Florida and stay out of the MLS because you have no idea what you're talking about when it comes to soccer. Stick to the Patriots, man. Seriously, I mean, work well, on re-signing I'll Brady. Do a, I'll do a Bill Belichick. Do your job. <laughs> do your job. Just stay there. So, I mean, if that third designated player spot does go to a U23, I mean, that's huge. Now you don't sign an established player. Now you got to go after a nice young 18 to 20-year-old from yeah. Argentina, Paraguay, Brazil, someone yeah. like that to bring in. But honestly, if they make that rule change to a U23 for your third designated player, I think... It's, it's a very bad look for the league. I agree. You're now agree. taking away teams' opportunities to bring like, in big names yeah. to draw crowds. You're bringing, yeah. taking away teams' abilities to compete even. When yeah. we had our three DPs, they were all over 23. Yeah. Altador, Bradley, Giovinco, they were all That's there. Right. Even right now, if Bradley was still a DP, they're all over third, um, uh, 23 because Pozuelo's not a young man himself. So It's ridiculous. Honestly, we're going to keep, keep looking at it as a Bush league. Yeah. If we, if we make this exactly. rule change, now, it, it's a joke, and honestly, the MLS cannot do it. I don't think they will, and I'm very nervous to see when the new CBA comes out, but... You, you know what I'm thinking, too? Like, because the MLS may be, I'm just saying from the other side, maybe, they might be sick and tired of this, oh, it's a retirement league narrative. And, and when, you, you know, the two, like, here's a perfect example, Javier Hernandez comes into the league, says it you know he didn't try to say it I guess he's like oh this is the beginning of my retirement everyone in LA, LA already shoots him in the foot well, and that's it those are all those LAFC fans yeah they, the Galaxy fans yeah. love him listen he's not wrong in a sense it's when he meant his retirement league they took it wrong I feel like right. the media right. took it wrong He's talking about his retirement from European soccer. Right. When you grow up in Mexico and everything, the pinnacle of soccer is the European soccer. It's you want to get there. Him moving here, he's talking about his kind of like a symbolic retirement from right. there. He's coming here. He said he could still, if this retirement could last 10 years. Yeah, he did say that. I doubt it lasts that long, but he's still going to come here. I think a lot of people are underestimating what Chicharito brings to the league. Oh, yeah. I have already a few friends of mine that are Mexican that have already stayed. They've already bought their hotels for the game that Galaxy comes here. Wow. They can't wait. I told them, I said, you watch it it's gonna be what happens when Rooney came last year and he's gonna get hurt the week before and not play oh, yeah. and they already got mad at me for putting oh, that into geez. the world like <laughs> I'm telling you Chicharito not only brings a ton of fans coming into the league to watch him play he's gonna be a quality player I mean yeah. everyone's talking about Vela in LA Chicharito might be the best player in LA right now yeah. he's gonna score a lot of goals oh yeah um and no you, you you watch he's gonna be a good player he'll be better for LA than if they kept Ibrahimovic this year you watch that's my prediction I mean those LA derbies I mean, if it's anything like last year, and, it's gonna, it's gonna and now the ante just increased with Chicharito, I mean, we're in for a treat, guys. We're, we're in for a big treat. We're in for a treat. It's, it's going to be a good MLS season. You know? I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. The season kicks off in a few months. Yep. Um, TSC's got a big redemption story after that ugly loss in the final. So it's going to it's going to be a good season. But yep. let's flip leagues for a second and yep. go over to the CPL. Their season's really starting to get underway as well with a bunch of big signings. Yeah. Um, I've seen some rankings, some signings. What do you think is the best signing this year in the CPL? And what do you think? What what rankings would you give the top seven teams? Well. I'm going to have to go, I think York 9 is the best team right now. Um, really? The better than Calgary and Hamilton? I think they're going to, they're going to. I mean, if they can get Ryan Telfer, that will be huge. But, I mean, I like the way they're going right now. They get the, the home hometown boy, Michael Petrasso. They take him from Valor. 
and you know playing in front of friends and family is extremely motivating and I know Petrasso could definitely have a good season out of that. So Petrasso's your big signing of uh, I, I, I so see far? It, yeah. I mean Tristan Borges is obviously leaving, that doesn't help, but yeah, I think I think it's him. Yeah, it's so, be him. so you know my my I'm gonna go a bit different. I mean York Nine did sign Petrasso. They signed that Brazilian Vasconcelos. I mean, they made a lot of good moves. They're pushing their way to the top. I still think the biggest signing will be whoever picks up Telford. If it's one of the sure. bigger teams. Sure. If Forge picks up Telford, huge signing. Game over. Yeah. Um, if Cal Calvary pick up Telford, big signing. My team to watch out for this year is Pacific FC. They've made a lot of small moves that could become big over the next year. I think right now they are I've seen a lot of rankings have them fourth or fifth in the league. I think they can make a push and win one of the leagues next year. Wow. I think they have the talent, they have what it takes. Wow. And you know what? Let's not forget with CPL too, there could be an eighth team coming in next year. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, the, what I've heard now is it's going to be coming in the fall season, not the spring season. So they're only going to play one of the half seasons, which to me is ideal. Yeah. If they're not ready yet to join this, uh, the spring league. Yeah. But if they come in the fall league, they win that, they still have a chance to make it to the final. But I think what's the coolest part is, if you guys haven't noticed, it's going to be a team in Ottawa. It's not the Ottawa Fury, though. <laughs> Ottawa Fury's dead. <laughs> Atletico Madrid's owners are going to buy Ottawa and put them into the league. Wow. And the rumors are going to be called Atletico Ottawa. Wow. Which, I mean, that's huge. You have one of the biggest teams in Europe buying a Canadian Premier yeah. League team to put them in. That's wow. huge. That's wow. big time right there. That's, that's good for the growth of this country. That that's is great for, sure. for the growth of this country. Wow. You think Madrid, too, if they have a few young guys they can afford to loan out, they'll yeah. send them to Ottawa now? Oh my God. I know they have a team down in... Um, um, I think they have a team in Mexico as well, or Costa Rica, Atletico San Jose or something oh, like that. Okay. So, I mean, and they do the same thing with some talent transfers. Amazing. Now they have an Ottawa, so that talent transfer there. Very smart. Also, that could be the place that lands Telfer, too. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised. And, you know, a lot of people that were in the Fury that were upset when the team was down, it's almost like a blessing in disguise it's, because it's would, would you rather the Ottawa Fury joining the CPL or Atletico Ottawa yeah, joining the CPL? And they I definitely mean, have the money. I think they, they can fund it. So it, it's it's big news. It's big for the league. I mean, and and Ryan Telfer, a future, uh, an old guest of ours on the show. He's a phenomenal guy, a class act, and you know we wish him all the best as well. And it's just, I, I really want him to get somewhere good, and he he deserves it. He, he does. Really he's does. a he's a fantastic player. He really and deserves going it. Going back to other guests on the show as well, Borges. Yes. He got transferred this um, yeah, uh, past Belgium. few weeks as well into the Belgium second league. Yep. So the best of luck to him in his new journey. Yep. You got this, um, Tristan. I mean, he was the best player by far in the CPL last year. Cool. He was yeah. the top goal scorer, but he's a midfielder, not even a striker, exactly. and he's the top goal scorer, which is just outstanding. And he could have even had more, probably. And I know a lot of people are saying, why are you going to the Belgian Second League? Is that really better than the CPL? Well, what you guys don't know is that the Belgian Second League, this team is fighting for promotion, and also this team is owned by the same group that owns Leicester. And Leicester takes a lot of the talent that are developing and puts them there and see what they can do before they bring um, assign them to their team. That's right. There's a lot of opportunities for them out there. So, um, uh, Tristan, we wish you the best of luck. Yep. Um, bring home some trophies over there. Come back here. Let us know what the parties are like over in Belgium. <laughs> Make Canada proud. Make ex Canada ex proud. Ex exactly. So, I mean, that was one That was one big transfer to the CPL. And we're in the middle of the transfer window right now, right? Yeah. It's an exciting time. Um, a lot of transfers going on over in Europe. Um, yeah. Ericsson just signed over on the Inter Milan. That's huge. Like some big signings are going on. Yeah. What are some of the biggest signings you've seen so well, far? As you know, if you've been following the podcast, I am a monstrous fan of Erling Holland on Dortmund. I don't know how on earth this team got the absolute bargain of bargains. Like, this is probably like, it's got to be the biggest deal, cheap for anyone this is this guy scored five goals nico 
in 59 minutes as a sub. Two games, sub on both games, five goals. He is going to make five shots. Exactly. Might I add. He's going to make this team look absolutely <coughs> ridiculous, Dortmund. And you know what's even more funny? Manchester United apparently had a chance to get this guy. Yeah. Oh, everyone had the chance to get everyone him and he went to Dortmund. Exactly. I mean, and they paid nothing. And they called him the Norwegian Ronaldo when he was the he, he had he 28 is. goals in 25 games previous. He is. And now he's already at five goals through 59 minutes for Dortmund. Guys, like, he's 20 years old. This he's is 20 years old. This is outstanding. Like, and normally this would be the biggest signing of the transfer window. Oh, right. But does it really matter? He's on Dortmund. Who cares? You know what, Nico? Come to me next year when the Bayern Munichs always try to take everyone from Dortmund and, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe someone in England. Well, but that's what I'm saying, though. Let's just, just say he's going to a top-tier team minimum two years. Well, he, he is going to Dortmund. Dortmund, I don't know if I'd call them a top-tier team. No, no. I, I'm saying no, he'll make Dortmund a top-tier team. Yes. Maybe. But, but to me, even the top-tier teams he in might Germany. Get shipped. He might get shipped. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I really, wish he went, I really went, wish he went to somewhere in England or even somewhere in Italy or even somewhere in Spain. To me, Germany, I know Bayern Munich's not first right now. Yeah. Uh, RB Leipzig is. But, they are a very good team. But yeah. it's just, it's not the same. You know, German soccer is great. Bayern Munich is always a great team. They always bring a lot to Champions League. They always do a lot. Dortmund, the past few years, was as well. But And they got a good team with Jaden Sancho and Halan now. They got a really good team. It's just, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> go to the EPL. Go to Spain. Go to Italy. Those three are my top three leagues in the world. I want to see all the best players playing in those leagues. True. Um, although I love Bayern Munich because Alfonso Davies is there and he's a Canadian boy, so we love him. incredible. But you know what? I want to see the best players in the best leagues. So True. I really wish Halan went somewhere else, but he's tearing it up in Germany, so good for him. One of the transfers I want to talk about that hasn't happened yet is one of my personal favorite players coming up right now, Bruno Fernandez on Sporting Lisbon. Oh, very He's been linked to Manchester United. He broke the record last year for most goals in a, in a European league from a midfielder. Wow. Like, the guy is pure class, yeah. and he can't get signed anywhere. And the reason, because of Sporting Lisbon's holding him back. Now, are we going to start seeing more of a trend of teams like Sporting Lisbon who can develop these players and then holding on and demanding outrageous transfers, transfer numbers from bigger yeah. teams? Because Manchester United apparently have offered a lot and they're still holding out for a bigger number. And that's been happening all the way back to two transfer windows ago. Wow. It's ridiculous. Wow. Right? Like, what, what, do, you, what I, do you think? I, I agree. I mean, you got to keep in mind, too, Sporting... The Sporting Academy, the Sporting Development is the best in the world, guys. It is one of the best it, in the it's world. It's not even close. By far. They've had the likes of, you're talking Cristiano Ronaldo, you're talking... Ricardo Quaresma. Quaresma. You, Rui you, Patricio came you, through you, there. You name it, guys. This is the top tier, and I, I think Sporting is like, you know what? We're selling all these players. You know, we're the best at developing these players. Well, you look at the Portuguese and league, right? The Portuguese league, the Portuguese league is very good at developing yeah. players. Porto, Benfica, and Sporting the always always are always competitive and still sell out every, right. sell their players every year. But Benfica and, Sport, and Porto haven't been shy to still sell their players and negotiate. But the past few years, Sporting has been very, very shy to sell their players. I yeah. mean, they held on to William Carvalho way too long. They held on to Rui Patricio way, way too long. And those right. guys were only allowed to leave after they had that whole drama with the security right. the past few years ago. That's right. And now they're holding on to Bruno Fernandes, and it seems like they're holding him hostage onto that team. And he they, can't he develop. Should've, he should have went. He, he can't went. develop on sporting anymore. Yeah. He's, he's peaked on sporting. He needs yeah. to go to a better challenge like Manchester United. Right. 
we need to see what he can be capable of to see what he does. And I think Sporting's holding him back, and they really need to reevaluate the way they um, uh, evaluate their players and their values. I agree. I agree. Just crazy, agree, man. Well, you know, anything else we got to talk about today? I mean, yeah, how, we, how, how have you been doing? You been good? I've been good. <laughs> I've been good. However, I mean, if you look at the back of our screen here, we got some huge games going on in Serie A today. We got the Rome Derby. And Juvenopoli. I mean, Lazio's been playing great lately, man. Oh, you know? man. It, it, I mean, Serie A, what I'm most impressed with, Nico, is with Inter now, with the signing of Ericsson, this league has just flourished ever since this whole Ronaldo. It's, it's becoming the it best league in the world. Yeah, and it's the Cristiano Ronaldo. Effect. It will never take over the EPL in a sense of popularity. Yeah. But as far as interesting, must-watch soccer, it's becoming one of the best leagues in the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, every team right now, when you look at Lazio's been doing great. Inter's been great. Juventus has been doing great. A lot of teams have been upset. Atalanta. Atalanta's been Champions doing great. Champions League. And Napoli <laughs> has just been garbage. I mean, we called it on the show when they hired Gattuso. We said Gattuso's a great player. He's a great motivator. Is he a great coach? You know what? We, I think we find out after this Juve Napoli game. I don't. Well, I don't think we find out anything because I think Juve is going to run through Napoli like and make them, um, uh, you know, make them embarrassed to even be on the same pitch with them because it's not going to be a close game. Gattuso's already been talking about he might step down from the role, which is oh, crazy geez. considering it's only been a few months. Oh jeez. <laughs> he was the wrong guy to sign. I mean, and it's shown they have not been playing well. No. They just won that game in the Copa Italia, so they're still in that at least. But they won one nothing. Like, relax. Everyone's cheering like, oh, we've turned the corner. <laughs> you haven't turned anything, all right? You're one of the worst teams in the league. You're closer to relegation than you are the top three. Like, you're embarrassing yourselves, Napoli. And my one of my best friends is a Napoli fan, so it brings me so much joy to oh, say man. this and see him see him wither around in pain. You know what's insane? They were in the same group as Liverpool at one point. Yeah. They played insanely well. Yeah. They have like, the talent. Exactly. Koulibaly is one of the best players in the league. Insane, yeah. Like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. This is where when people say, do coaches really matter? Clearly it does. This yeah. team has all the talent in the world, yeah. and they're not performing. Yeah. And, and Gattuso's not getting anything out of them. The chemistry's not there, guys. It's and you know what? There. EPL, we talked about Liverpool's runaway with that title. They should have they lost to Wolves the other day. Don't get me started that on that was, game. Oh it was God. a great game, but it was a great Liverpool game. pulled it off. But with them running away with it, it makes the Italian division so much more exciting to see that top yeah. flight. Again, everyone always thought Juventus was going to run through again like they have been the past few years. And it, now it's kind of starting to look like it could get to that way eventually because right. Inter Milan's kind of fallen off a little bit. And Juve's wow. been... Well, I mean, Ronaldo's really yeah. been stepping it up oh in 2020. On a fire. On fire. Everyone's talking about, you know, Ronaldo was starting slow. He just had that 2020 vision. So now that 2020 yeah. kicked into gear, he's back to one of the best yeah. players in the world. Oh, yeah. It looks like Juventus is going to take the title again, but it's been interesting this year so far, to say the least. Yep. So it's I mean, been great. hopefully they get a good Champions League run in as well. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just dying for this team to... I hope they win Champions win League. Champions you know, it'll be League. great. And like we said, we got the FIFA on in the background. <laughs> and like we mentioned last time, the soccer reports combining with the Waterboy report for a FIFA 20 tournament. It's coming at the end of February. We're still getting the date straightened out. We'll have posters put up probably within the next week, two weeks. Uh, Sign-up fee is going to be probably around $50. Message the soccer report on Instagram or the Waterboy report. Anywhere you can find them. We'll give you all the details. If you want to come test your FIFA 20 skills, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm entering already. We're getting a big tournament going. And, of course, I know what you're saying. What's the prize? The prize is money. You want to win some cash at FIFA? Come down to Vaughn Sportsplex 
and let's see your FIFA skills. Let's see it, guys. And before we leave, we got to thank our sponsor, Cataldi Fresh Market. They're the best. Check them out. Aislinn Kid and Highway 7, guys. They have like this Nutella pastry it's that like just oozes out Nutella. The, the bomb that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And I'm allergic there, to yeah. nuts, and I'm almost risking it all just to try it because it looks so good. You know, yeah, like it's, it's yeah. almost worth it to eat it, jab myself with an EpiPen, and drive myself to the nearest hospital because it looks that good. They're, ba <laughs> they're Baker Joe, guys. He's the best as well. You can't go wrong. Even if you want to say hi to him when you go, he's a very friendly, very nice. Hey, you know, it's a family-owned business. You exactly. don't help them out. What Dominic, do you want, a long, what do you want a Longo's for? Longo's got nothing on Cataldi. Come on. Really? Yeah, exactly. Please. So. All right, guys. Well, that's it for us for this episode. Check us out for our next episode. Toe, he knows everything. And the one thing he knows is he will most likely be back for the next episode. So you're not going to want to miss it. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Dante and myself, have a great day.